Hi, this is Lindsay Miller, and you're listening to Saw Times Week in Review podcast on Friday, January 22nd. On this week's edition, we're going to talk about the inauguration of Joe Biden, Arkansas political odds and ends, and the latest COVID-19 and vaccination news. I'm joined, as usual, by Max Brantley. After. So we have a new president. Donald Trump slunk off to Florida this week, hopefully not to be heard from again until he's indicted, though <laughs> probably unlikely uh, that we won't hear from him before now, before then. And Joe Biden was inaugurated and delivered, uh, from my perspective, a pretty strong speech. How how are you processing the transition? Oh, I, I, it was I was in tears. I still get emotional about it. Some of it is just the utter release from from the end of four years of he who shall not be named. But but it was good in every respect. I mean, the prayers were great. The singing was great. The the all the attendance stuff was really well done. But but Joe Biden, I mean, it really put the lie to Sleepy Joe and this guy who is somehow not fit for the job. It was classic Biden. I was not a Biden primary supporter. I loved Elizabeth Warren. I'd been happy with Amy Klobuchar. But I've come to believe that I think Biden was the single candidate that could win. And, and he did so because of things that I think were on display uh, in his inaugural speech. I think he's resolutely middle American, middle of the road, but I think he's a decent human being. And I think when he talks about desire to bring people together, I think he means it. I think his career in Congress illustrates it. He talked, he, he made references to things that we need to address, dishonesty, white supremacy, uh, racial divide. And the funniest thing of all, of the week was the Republicans trying to make saying those things somehow a negative. I mean, when somebody says you've insulted me by talking about white nationalism, isn't that saying you're a white nationalist? I mean, it was, it was sort of, it was sort of crazy, but it was, it was just, it was high, high, high note all the way through. I thought the gathering of Bill Clinton, George Bush and Barack Obama for video thing was incredibly effective. I, I love every single minute of the virtual inaugural concert with Tom Hanks. I was just, I was on cloud nine. I, I'm not a, I'm not, not normally this happy about things, but I was, Wednesday was a great day. It was a wonderful day. And uh, there's been a flurry of executive uh, orders from, from the president. Well, right. And right. And again, the Republicans are saying, what's he doing reversing Donald Trump? Doesn't he know that Trump stuff's supposed to last forever? And, and I mean, it was really substantive stuff, just a pile of executive orders on some things that are somewhat less than less than in a way, uh, the, the big issue of the day, which is coronavirus. But I mean, things like lifting the gag order about, uh, about places that receive U.S. money uh, that might also do abortions, reversing some of the discriminatory things on sexual orientation and gender, just getting rid of firing this jackass who was who, a lawyer for the National Labor Relations Board. Lots of good stuff. But the, the big news, and, and, and this will be the place where He's going to have to deliver because it's a bit his big promise, and it's too early to say 
that it'll work, but it's not too early to say that he's doing things that the experts said should have been done long ago. He's going to federalize the effort to get the, the vaccine for COVID-19 distributed. I, I think the government did well to get to provide money to encourage people to develop the vaccine quickly, but then it deferred and defaulted really to the states on the distribution plan. There are different plans in every state. There, there's different success rates in getting it done. I think Arkansas has been behind. I think it's catching up a little bit right now. But he's talked about paying the National Guard to be an assist in all the 50 states and getting things done, setting up vaccination centers, uh, using the Defense Production Act to to require companies that produce vital material. And I think there's a reagent, particularly they need in the making of one of the vaccines that's in desperately short supply. And so he says he's going to get these things done. And he says that he's going to have a goal of a million shots a day for the first 100 days. The naysayers say, oh, well, we're already doing 820,000. Well, it's true. I mean, I think it's obtainable, but that's still a 20% increase of where we are now. It's far beyond behind where the he who shall not be named administration said we would be by this point, way behind that. So it's time to get going. Anthony Fauci has been unmuzzled. He gave a really winning, warm news conference yesterday talking about how science was going to predominate again here and not politics. Uh, it's just just a series of, of heartwarming events. And but but we, and he's and he's also ex- extended the federal mass mandate on federal buildings, and I guess on tr- interstate transportation. The problem is, and I think Fauci acknowledged it yesterday, is the previous leadership has encouraged a country where number one, the wearing of masks, which is the single best thing we can do. For vaccine to prevent transmission had become a political issue. And we're full of a country that that won't do it. Some people angrily and violently won't do it. And so there's going to, you know, there there needs to be a change of attitude to hold the cases down as the vaccine gets distributed. And and we've also got a lot of people don't want to take the vaccine. So there's going to have to be a real effort to bring everybody on board of that. I, I think if anybody can build a consensus behind this joe biden can but but that remains to be seen and his feet should be held to the fire and he should be held accountable and all of that but but i think we're, we're moving in the right direction uh, meanwhile the house plans to transmit its uh article of impeachment to the senate on monday and and then a trial will begin right and and you know i i, I you know there i understand a difference of feeling on this of I mean, I absolutely don't believe Joe Biden should pardon Donald Trump or his co his family for anything. But, but you know, the notion of moving ahead with impeachment, he's gone. But I, I think it's important that impeachment be done so that he can never run for office again. And I think there's a growing sentiment among some Republicans in the Senate that they wouldn't mind having Trump removed from the scene again. At least some of those who were in the more traditional Republican column, like Mitch McConnell. Uh, there's new reporting today that, that the campaign uh, of the former president spent $2.7 million organizing and promoting around arts that led to the riot at the Capitol. I think that's a pretty significant point of evidence in, in, in the impeachment charge, which that he encouraged the insurrection. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt that that's true personally. I, it's hard for me to believe if they, if they have the trial of, of the impeachment charges, 
that there won't be some Republicans, at least some, who will join it, which will mean even if they fail, he'll get impeached twice and he'll have a vote for conviction bigger than Bill Clinton got for lying about sex. So, you know, I mean, I would hope a riot would be worse than that. But so anyway, that lies ahead. I think it can be done quickly. McConnell wants to delay it. I think Schumer wants to move ahead and, and I think they will move ahead and it shouldn't take long and and we can get it behind us one way or the other. All right, we'll move in, uh, move into Arkansas. Um, the the big political news of the week probably was Attorney General Leslie Rutledge announcing the hiring of former state GOP chair Doyle Webb for $150,000 to lead her team working on uh, redistrict, redistricting. Yeah, you know, I mean, corruption is our us at, at the Arkansas Republican Party. I mean, Doyle Webb such a checkered ethical past for one thing, as a lawyer, and, and nearly lost his bar license once for profiting from the will of a, one of his clients, got in a huge fight with his own sister over their mother's will, has been in trouble over taxes and financial deals. Anyway, I mean, he's, he, he's, not, he's not a paragon of, of, of legal ethical virtue in any case, but he's also just a, a devout and and you know this process is going to be partisan because it's going to be controlled by three Republican office holders. Asa Hutchinson, Leslie Rutledge, and John Thurston, the Secretary of State. So that's a given. But for them to appoint somebody like Doyle Webb, who's been just a, you know, a hard-nosed, take-no-prisoners partisan, including in the election process as recently as last November, and then to say with a straight face that this is going to be nonpartisan redistricting, I mean, it's, it's laughable. And why he should get one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a year for this, or one hundred fifty thousand, and they're also giving seven thousand dollars a month to two other former Republican legislators, uh, Doug House and uh, uh, and indeed oh, Andy, Andy David. It's just it's just political pork barrel, and it's just crazy. To to their credit, John Thurston is limiting his outside five thousand dollars a month to the former. Uh, leader of the Republican, executive director of the Republican Party, Richard Bearden, now a lobbyist. And Asa says he's going to pay a lobbyist, a Republican lobbyist, but it's going to, he's going to pay him out of Republican Party money, not public money, like Leslie Rutledge is wasting, and, uh, and otherwise use people on his staff. So, I mean, <laughs> the Board of Apportionment is, to the extent possible, going to give a screwing to the Democrats. That's just how it goes. And in fairness, Mike Beebe tried to do that. 10 years ago with an apportionment board that had two Democrats and one Republican on it, but it, it didn't work out very well because the anti-Obama Republican tide swept into Arkansas and they thought they had some good districts drawn and it just didn't matter. They were overwhelmed everywhere regardless. Unfortunately, you know, there, there was a proposal to create a nonpartisan redistricting commission that could have been on the ballot this year, but a, a Supreme Court that has a lot of Republican influence uh, threw, it, threw it off the ballot. And so here we are. So we're stuck with it. We're just going to have to get what we get. I, I think the only interesting thing is, is one observation I've made is, is this. Is there comes a point at which you finally screwed Democrats so much. And, and, you know, there's only seven of them left in the Senate. I'm not sure you can make the Senate districts any worse than they already are. Uh, they've got, what, 76 seats in the House. 
at some point, fiddling with the district lines, you may end up stepping on your own party's toe. That is, you've got a Republican representative that say, hmm, I'd sure like to have standard Umstead in my district. But then the guy next door saying, well, wait a minute, those are my people in standard Umstead, you know, and they're both Republicans. And so I think there'll be some there'll be some balancing acts that, that, that might be interesting to follow. For example, you know, the, the easy prediction is, is that they will do something to deprive Ashley Hudson, the Democrat, the only Democrat who picked up a seat in the last election, make it harder for her to get reelected in the West Little Rock district in which she was elected. You know, I think you can carve up Little Rock worse than it's been carved up, but I'm not sure you can do it without reaching into some other other strongholds. I, I, I just don't know. It, to do it, it'll have to be a crazy gerrymander. Although they've certainly done that in Texas with the city of Austin. They've carved it up in such a way to just maximize the ability to help Republicans there. And so they're I'm sure I'm sure they're working on it. <laughs> we can be we can be sure of that. that. That's that's one thing. So so anyway, so that's it's it's really just more or less the expected about to happen to us. Speaking of the expected, the legislature is still in session. Uh, the stand your ground uh, bill sailed through the Senate as predicted. And uh, we saw the filing of a couple of stunt bills uh, aimed at curbing free speech, patently unconstitutional. Uh, at least one is done. done. Right. That doesn't mean they won't be passed. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, one bill is part of this this Trump thing against critical race theory. And I mean, basically, there's one bill that says from kindergarten through college, you can't teach about social justice issues. You can't teach about anything in a way that might suggest they're competing and discriminated against interests, whether in race, uh, sexual orientation or just about anything else. I mean, it's just incredibly broad. I think it would just about shut down the humanities departments at the universities of Arkansas or less only teach curriculums that are approved of by Jerry Cox of the family council. But then Mark Lowry, and, and, and it would also probably cover the New York times 1619 project, the, the Pulitzer prize winning project that went back to the beginning of slavery and 400 years ago and said that slavery and oppressive practices were critical to the foundation of America. Well, Mark Lowry says America began in 1776 Anything else is just activist bullshit, and he wants to outlaw it. And if anybody tries to teach anything from the curriculum they've developed from it, they'll they'll be penalized by a loss of state money. Well, this is this is craziness. It's unconstitutional. It's a it's a total invasion of academic freedom. It's offensive, and I mean I can't think of enough bad things to say about it. Doesn't mean it will not become law in Arkansas. Uh, I don't know if you saw uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones, who won the Pulitzer Prize for commentary for the 1619 Project, took note of the legislation on Twitter today. And she said that, well, look at this, a a former slave state that called out its National Guard to prevent black children from entering a school in uh, Little Rock in 1957, 60 years later wants to stop the teaching about uh, slavery and oppression in the United States. And I thought, Zang, you know, that's just about right. And the fact is, is Arkansas is moving back to father's days. We, we have state laws that facilitate school segregation and transfer laws and through vouchers and charter schools. We have these crazy bills to, to 
prevent free speech about racial inequality. We have any number. We've got an attorney general out trying to disqualify black votes in, in four other states that she doesn't represent using tax money to do it. Uh, we have vote suppression laws that are nakedly designed to prevent black people from voting. And this is a state, Asa Hutchinson thinks that we just cut the income tax. A lot of people would want to come here. I don't see it, but I'm a liberal. And so you don't you have to take take that with a grain of salt. I don't know. I certainly don't count anymore in the political process. No doubt about that. All right. Well, finally, uh, we had at least initially in the week, lower numbers for uh, new COVID-19 infections, but a big day on Thursday, I believe. Um, big news of the week, of course, yeah, you got vaccinated. Uh, that was big news of the week. I got vaccinated. And yeah, we had our 10th highest day of new cases yesterday and over 2,000 a day. And the, the really disturbing thing is we just seem to be knocking off 55 new deaths a day nearly every day. And so any notion that things are getting better, I, I just don't think they're there. And the schools, the, the, the number of cases in the Little Rock School District is just enormous. Hundreds and hundreds of people either sick or quarantined. Uh, but no, the vaccination numbers are rising. I, I think today they said in the last 24 hours reported 18,000 vaccinations. And, you know, the rough math is this. Biden says we'd like to be able to do a million shots a day. Well, Arkansas's three million population is about one percent of the national population. So we'd have to contribute 10,000 a day to a one million a day record. And, and right now we're getting there. I, I still think we made a mistake in not doing mass clinics as some other states have done and not calling out the National Guard and depending too much on private pharmacies. But but. But it uh, it seems like we're making some progress. It is fair to say that supply is part of the problem, that it hadn't come out as fast as we want. And, and clearly, the doses <clears throat> devoted to the nursing homes were overestimated. <clears throat> and we're, we're doing almost no new vaccinations for nursing home residents. But what the governor said this week was is that we just have far more allotted to them we need, and we're going to shift them over to the general population. So... That, that will be a good thing. No, in fact, my, my endorsement for the week was going to be related to vaccination. So, Well, okay, let's just go ahead and transition into it. Well, uh, uh, well, I think first I should endorse the Arkansas, a subscription to the Arkansas blog because I learned about this from one of my readers who put in a comment on the blog Saturday. I had been trying desperately to find an open spot at one of the pharmacies around and had not been having much success and running into miles long waiting lists and uh, a commenter on the blog named Waterboy said well here's what you do go to the baptist health website go sign up for my chart which is a an online medical record keeping system and they have a place there where you, you can make an appointment to get a shot at baptist health in little rock and i immediately dived onto the website saturday and Five minutes later, I had a my chart account and I had an appointment Wednesday for both myself and my wife to get our shots. And and the rest of my endorsement is to Baptist Health. I, I, I have been to them in the long years past. My two children were both delivered at Baptist Hospital. But we drove out to the campus on I-630. They had signs everywhere directing you where to go. 
They had a dedicated place in the parking deck for the people who were getting uh, the vaccinations. You entered the building and they had somebody who did a temperature check. They had all kinds of signs up to require distancing between people there, but it was not swarmed. I mean, I think they were making appointments in a way so they wouldn't have overwhelming lines and waiting lines for people in there. You had a I checked your ID and you went through a little laundry list to make sure you didn't have a health problem. And I've got my shot. And then they have a waiting area with all the chairs sent far apart where you sit for about 10 minutes, 15 minutes to make sure you don't have an adverse reaction. And then I was gone. Ellen and I were in and out of there. We had two different times on our appointments, but I mean, you know, they were 10 or 15 minutes apart, but I mean, we were done in 30 minutes and we've got our cards and we've got a, a confirmed appointment in three weeks to get the second shot. So, I, I mean, and they're doing, they're doing a lot. I mean, they had about eight stations, I think, of people giving shots at one time. And, and so they can do a pretty big volume and more hats off to Baptist. My, I, endorse, I endorse them. Check out their my chart sign up. Now they got, they got filled up for this week because words started filtering around, but they've got multiple facilities. They've got one in North Little Rock. They got one in Fort Smith that has a big clinic. And so, in, and, and also, some of the pharmacies in town, Kavanaugh Pharmacy apparently is, is running a really good operation for one. So so anyway, I, I endorse that good experience. It worked for me. All right. Well, I can't compete with that, so I'm going to pass this week. Everybody, stay, stay healthy out there, um, and we'll be back next week. I'm going to be laying low for three weeks, but then Katie, bar the door. I'm going to Hill Station and having a beer. All right. Sounds great. See ya. See ya.